Welcome to the Paychex HR Leadership Podcast Series. Today's topic is training for the modern learner. Our guest speaker is Jody Stolt, Director of Leadership and Development at Paychex. In this role, she is focused on continuously enhancing and evolving the Learning and Development Center at Paychex. This includes the design and implementation of cutting-edge training programs that tie business results directly to learning. So let's start by setting the stage a bit. Why is training important? Is it more relevant today than it's ever been? Absolutely. Companies that invest in their training programs are more profitable and productive. Is it by a significant amount? Is it a minor amount? It's significant because if you think about how we train our employees, if they become more productive, if they're answering questions better for clients, having more sales, your revenue is going to go up. So as a learning leader, Are you seeing some workforce trends? Are you paying attention to special trends when it comes to leading and managing your training programs? Absolutely. One of the biggest trends right now, we all hear about the labor market. So it's the lowest unemployment rate that we've had in 18 years. People are exiting the workforce faster than they're coming into the workforce. So that creates a slew of challenges for the training departments. Because if you think about it, we've got to create programs that catch the learner when they're coming in so that they feel connected to the business and they're able to really hit the ground running in their jobs quicker and that we're able to retain them with the knowledge that we've given them. That sounds critically important with what you talked about, just the sheer numbers in the workforce Mm -hmm. are changing. Tell me about the nature of the workforce. I know that I see a lot more remote workers and a lot more people who choose to work from home a day or two a week. Right now, you think about the trends, especially with global. Most companies are global. So you have to find a way that you can connect everybody into that learning group and give them the same knowledge at the same time. And then is there anything different about the modern learner? There really is. The modern learner we're finding is they want their learning just in time. They want it quick. They want it when they want it. And they don't want to be bored. So for example, if you think about how we live our lives, I ask Siri every day what my calendar looks like. I ask Alexa at home to play music. I do my shopping on Amazon. That's how people want their learning. So that is what we're trying to deliver to them in our learning programs. So your training programs, your training philosophies really are changing to meet these new dynamics. They really are. We have to make sure that we're quicker, we're fun, we're engaging. We can't give them a book and ask them to sit in a classroom anymore. They become bored, they become disengaged, and they'll leave us. And that's how it used to always be. I'm surprised it took training so long to evolve. If you look at the classroom from the 1800s, it shows everybody lined up in rows. It shows them staring at the teacher and learning, you know, chalkboard, whiteboard. And if you walk into a lot of the training rooms around corporate America today, it's the same setup. So what we're doing is really looking to say, how do they learn? What do they do? They know that we want to be in communities. They want to be able to get the answer when they need it. So we're really evolving our programs to meet that. And I like what you said about getting the learning where they need it, this idea of meeting the learner where they need the instruction. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? I'll give you two examples. The first one is if you think about a sales force. So if you're working on a sales enablement system and they're keying in where they did their sales call or they're prospecting and they forget how to do something, maybe it's sell a certain product. So in that moment, there's a little bubble at the bottom 
and you can type in your question and it will pop up your answer. So as you're thinking, I need to know something, I type it in, it appears and you learn and you know that you'll never be without that knowledge. If you take that back to the way we were in a classroom, it might have been chapter two of your book and you'll never have it when you need it. The other great example I use is in our operations. Think about customers. New employees come in, they're on the phone, they sat through maybe a two-week training, they maybe get asked one question that happens one out of every hundred times. You look around, no one's around to be able to help you answer it. So one of two things can happen in that moment. I can either use my just-in-time learning experience to ask how do I do X and the answer comes up and I talk to my client, or I can freeze and it just goes south. Client's angry, you're upset. So this is really how we have to do our learning these days. I love that term, just in time. In my studies, that was always applied to inventory or manufacturing. It's great to hear it applied to knowledge. So what are the technologies you've seen to use that? You mentioned showing right up in Salesforce. Tell me maybe what are the top three technologies you've seen that will help training teams adapt to this new environment? I think one of the ones we're seeing evolving is this video coaching concept. So if you put it into your content where a learning instructor or coach asks a question, let's use sales for example. I want you to give me your elevator pitch to a client. So the student will go ahead and do the recording. They'll have to hit certain items in the curriculum. And then the learning coach will evaluate and send back the comments to them. So we launched this at our organization and we found that people were actually practicing four times more than they would have if they were just sitting one-on-one -on -one like we are or talking to their manager. So they were practicing more and they were nailing those sales pitches quicker and we didn't even have to ask them to practice. So we've been finding that's been very valuable for us. That's fantastic. Do they see themselves in the video interaction? They sure so do. that's some of that selfie. Right. I freeze. I don't like how I sounded. I don't like how I was sitting. All those things, because we can actually see all of them up to that point, and you can see how they evolve. It's, it's been really great for us. That's great. And I like how the technology allows a little bit of self-coaching. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The second one is communities and cohorts. So for example, we want to put you in a community, a small group. So right now we're creating training programs that have 10 people in them. So your class is 10 people. You have one instructor. And we're really using this to be peer-to-peer -peer learning and a way for people to ask questions, get answers from their peers. The coach may weigh in and answer questions. But it's really been working well because they create a sense of community even before they come to class. So when they get to class and they do a three-day workshop, they already know each other, they've already interacted with each other, and we're finding it's a very safe place to ask a question and feel supported. And the third thing is really having a technical infrastructure in your buildings. You have to be wired correctly. You have to have the ability to bring the community together, see all the people, no matter where they sit, be able to get up and perform your trainings that go out to those communities. Fantastic. I suspect the infrastructure is an often overlooked item when it comes to putting my technology in place to evolve my training programs. I've heard also that the idea, or you mentioned it earlier with Salesforce, that maybe it's not always a technology for training, but knowing how to work with the technology that's in use by employees. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Sure. Here at Paychex, we use Salesforce, and a lot of companies similar to us use that same technology. So they offer a tool called WalkMe, and you can walk your trainer or your learner 
right into the training content, you can use that technology to do a lot of learning opportunities. So we've been finding great success using that tool within it. We also have on our operations side a knowledge portal. If I'm on with a client, I don't know how to answer a question. You could talk to the client about how's the weather where you are and type in my learning opportunity or my question, and it really brings it back to a way that they can answer it but also click on a link that'll take you back to material that you can read and learn and refresh yourself. So if you think about it, I've experienced it, I went out and researched it, I learned, I applied. You should have that in your memory going forward. So philosophically, it's really bringing it home to tried and true training principles, but now just bringing it where it's needed, when it's needed. Correct. And you don't feel when you're going through the learning, I don't know if you've ever read a book, memorized a book, and then you're like, you freeze because you don't know what you remember it's been a long time, but I know the feeling. And so this really takes that away. So we train it right up front. We teach you how to use those portals in the moment so you don't get flustered. Because we've been finding if you get flustered and you don't feel connected to your job, you're going to leave the company. And if you think about those stats, about many people are retiring, not many people are coming into the workforce, we need to be able to retain our employees. So if I get them through a six-month training program, I don't want to have to turn around and get another employee to that. I'd rather keep that person learning in a way that they can absorb it and obtain it. I hear a lot about engagement. What you really talked about was helping employees be successful. We do. We really look to create our learning program so you have quick wins. So when you come into an organization, let's take sales. You're selling any sort of product and you go through a training program and everybody's hanging up on you. Nobody's taking your appointment. I hate to say slam the door in your face, but you really are feeling depressed and down. And other companies are still calling you because if you've applied to other companies, they're still going after you. So what we're trying to do is show them that they can have a quick win so we teach them a word track. We might have taken them through a module. We teach them how to have business conversations versus just pitching a product. And they're getting quick wins. They're selling, they're getting commissions, they're feeling good about themselves. There is a lot of noise out there in the workplace. There's a lot to deal with, a lot of priorities. How do we keep training top of mind? I think that's important because you're right. Think about if you're in a call center and you have calls coming in, you have people yelling, talking, all this going on around you, and you get that client that calls you with that question that you might get every 100 calls. No one's really around to help you. You're a new employee. What do I do? How do I answer this question? I know I learned it. I just don't know how to access it. So what we do is we have built into the system in which they work a way for them to get their learning by typing in a quick question. So it might be, how do I help a customer do X? And it will bring you to a link or bring you the answer and you can be able to help the client right away, be able to feel good about it. You don't have that client yelling at you. And then it will also leave you with an article that you can connect and click onto to obtain more information. So we found that once they go through it and they're successful that one time, the next time that client calls, they sometimes don't even need to reference that material because they read it, they applied it, and they really felt good. That's how you learn amongst all that noise. Fantastic. How else are employee development teams changing the way they deliver content? One of the big things that we're working on now is gamification. While it might not be new, because if you think about it, we all start our day with games. Every morning I play Words with Friends. I have people that I know start with Fortnite or Mario Kart. So what we've done is we've used gamification developers to create gaming and learning. 
So it allows them to be able to play a game, learn at the same time, and be competitive. So we've been taking gaming really to the next level. So gamification sounds really interesting. Are there any other modern entertainment trends that come into play? Something like, say, Netflix, where they automatically help me move on to the next piece of content or next piece of entertainment I want to consume. Absolutely. We're modeling a lot of what Netflix is doing. If you think about when you binge watch Stranger Things and it brings one episode after another, our learning is brought up to be, I took this class, so say I took a business acumen 101 class, and then I go and I take financial perspectives or something like that. It will say, because you're doing these things, here are some other learning opportunities that you should do. And it just really keeps you connected. It keeps making you want to watch that next one, that next episode. And before you know it, you might have completed an entire curriculum and you were engaged. And it's really been a great way for us to kind of have pull learning because they're pulling it versus the old concept of push learning. That's great. How do you curate that content? What is the behind the scenes that helps you construct those pull paths? Well, we use our learning management system that has the algorithms to tee up those playlists for you. And we do it by curriculum. So for example, if you're taking a sales curriculum, you might get pushed certain sales titles. If I'm taking a leadership development or business acumen, you might be teed up with other content. We've talked about content and content delivery quite a bit. What have you seen on the development side? How's the actual day-to-day -day work that your team does? How has that changed? The day-to-day -day with content development is crazy. If you think about the old days with those binders and you print the paper, you put them in the three ring, and then you usually have to print another chapter and take it out. The way they develop content now is so interactive. We use several different platforms to create really gaming within learning, asking questions, drop and drag your answers. If you answer it like this, it may take you over here. It's been really great way to keep you engaged. It keeps you thinking, it keeps you moving. Are there any other new techniques or new approaches you're bringing to the programs? When we look at a new program now, we used to change it up by chapter. Or a new product came in, you just plopped the new product into the training. We're actually sitting down and redoing or reworking all of our programs. We're using agile methodology, similar to I think what marketing is doing. And we bring a team together from a project manager to the learning instructors to the creators. And we're asking them to really, what is everything you wanna do with this program? We have the business partners right in there with us. A lot of times they'll say, I need this to happen in week one. And it's our job to really figure out how to make sure it happens. And with that, they create sprints. So every day we have stand-up meetings, we have sprints, we do celebrations, we go back, we scrub. It's been a really great concept for the Learning Development Center, and we're doing that with all of our new programs. Have you seen different results working in this new method? A, it's fun. And B, it's creating a team. And it's interesting because what is that norm, storm, form, when you think about teams? They really get to a point where they can do work without even really, they know what each other's places are. So we've been able to develop programs faster. So before we introduce agile methodology, a six month creation would now take us five to six weeks. It's just moving fast. And the team is really enjoying it. They're creating a lot of new things, they're creative, and they're smiling.
That's great. That's great. So you've covered a lot of ground here. There's different ways of delivering content. There's different ways of presenting and organizing my information. There's even different ways of developing it behind the scenes. If our listener wanted to start improving their training program today, where should they start? I would start by really going to the business, asking the business what they want, what they need to deliver. Sometimes you hear, I need my turnover to go down. So if you have a high turnover area, you might want to think about creating your programs to be engaging from the front end, having them have quick wins. Sometimes they want their sales to go up, so they might want to say, I need to sell a certain product. If you're in the operations side and you say, I want my customer calls to never have someone hang up on me, I want my client retention to go up. So you really have to figure out what the business wants first. And then what we've been doing is we've been creating dashboards or metrics. So to make it successful, it can't be a feeling. We always say, I love that training because that trainer was dynamic and they were great. I liked him as a person. That doesn't mean anything to me from a training perspective. I want to know what is my employee turnover rate when I started. After I delivered my program, I measure it. Did my sales go up? So I get a baseline of that. So I think once you start pulling your metrics in, creating dashboards, doing predictive modeling, you become a really intricate part of their business. And it's just not about a feeling. So we're talking about more than so many people completed a class. We're really talking about business performance here. We are. If you think about any training program, even in college, you did a survey or you ran a survey of how many people completed your class, but you really don't know what that means. So with the new technology and the way that the business runs, we really need to know up front. So if we want to drive sales up by 1% or we want our closing ratios or we want this product to be successful, you have to have a baseline. Then you need to show what the training did and then show the results after. It really creates a better business case when you're talking to business leaders than, hey, 75% of your folks took the training. What does that mean? Did anything change? So that's really how we know if we're being successful. And that might be the biggest change that you've seen in training over the years. It really is. If you think about when they invite you to sit at the table, you can be very instrumental. You can listen to their business problems. You can come up with a plan and then you can deliver on it and then you can actually say, this is what I did. This is what I did for you by X. We found that by referencing things in their own terms and solving their business problems, that the training department has really been able to impact the bottom line of the company. Being able to move the needle has to make your team and other training teams feel like they're really making a difference. You feel like you're part of the business. You're not just a nice to have. So if you think about it, a lot of companies will have training departments and the budgets may get cut. But when you can really tie it to a business result, you really can start to see more investments coming. Well, thank you, Jody. This was a great discussion. I learned a lot. Well, thank you. I enjoy everything about learning. I love bringing new technologies to light, being able to change how we do things, and be able to really help the business succeed. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining today's podcast. Visit paychecks.com slash works slash podcasts for more episodes and other useful information. That's paychecks.com slash W-O-R-X slash podcasts.